what's going on, how's it hanging, how's it happening, you guys know what it is, this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast, the gateway new rock and metal music, the podcast that's inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new rock and metal bands and feel their desire to connect and feel accepted. Welcome to the show, everybody. This one is an episode that's a little over a year in the make because I saw this band live in February 2022. Have remembered them ever since, and now I get to talk to them live. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to enjoy this one. Full disclosure, though, if you hear a little bit of a rattle in the audio, though, that I might not be able to get out, that's because I am recording this during a freezing rainstorm, and that is a bunch of freezing rain hitting the window. So before we jump into the podcast, I want to thank our sponsors, which is Phoenix Fitness. So, what does Phoenix Fitness help us with? Phoenix Fitness helps us stay mosh pit fit. What is mosh pit fit? Well, you guys know I love going to the mosh pits. It's one of my favorite things to do outside of the podcast. And I like to be in there from the beginning of the first band to the end of the last band and go nuts in every song in between. In order to make sure I do that, I have to my fitness goals of being mosh pit fit. So I go to the gym. I'm doing a lot of cardio to make sure my cardio game is up to be able to do that. And I'm lifting a lot too, balancing that out because I need to make sure I'm strong enough to be able to give those hits and take those hits at the same time as well. Your fitness goals might be different, but you can get mosh pit fit with us by doing just that. But you also make sure you're preparing right and recovering right because you want to make sure you can do this day in and day out. You want to make sure your body is being properly fueled and properly recovering. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with many different supplements to help you achieve those fitness goals or be like us and get mosh pit fit. So how do they do that? They have different products to help you out with that, like different pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free stuff. I use their stim-free stuff because, guys, you guys already can see my energy. I don't need any extra, like, caffeine or stimulants as it is. So these are stim-free stuff. Those are different types of B-cellular recovery compounds to help you absorb the nutrients in your muscles after workout. Creatine help you build muscle, different types of protein help you build muscle. Including collagen protein, plant-based protein, and whey protein. I use their whey protein chocolate malt flavor. That's just what I like. Different types of multivitamins. Literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. That's where Phoenix Fitness has for you. Tell me to get mosh pit fit. So our listeners and viewers of the podcast get 20% off using the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now time to our feature presentation. Glowing drumsticks, mini gimmicks, and one hell of a live show. So please welcome the guys from Uncured to the podcast. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. I first got to see this band in February of 2022, and it's just a little over a year now since that time. If I remember, I always wanted to bring them onto the podcast after seeing them play live, and, well, it finally fucking happened. This is fantastic. They have a brand new EP called Mine's Not Coming Out in June of 2023. And their most recent single, as recording this episode, Let's Break Out, is available now for you guys to go check out. But enough with me going on about this whole entire intro. Let's bring them in right now. So please, please, please welcome Rex and Zach from the band Uncured to the podcast. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Kevin, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited. Let's go, yeah. Thanks for being on, guys. How has everything been going in your world as of late? You know, more new music coming out, and you guys are probably going to be getting back on the road at least at some point sometime soon because, I mean, hell, we got to see you guys play live again. So how's everything been going? Everything's been going fantastic. Um, we've been doing a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. We're doing a mini uh, mini press tour, if you will, doing a ton of uh, podcasts and interviews, um, you know, which, which we really enjoy because it's – it's a different way to uh, kind of connect with, you know, individual personalities in the music scene. And then uh, also hopefully, you know, kind of get our music out there to more people and, um, you know, make, make some new fans and friends along the way. So, but our main thing, our main, you know, passion really is just playing live, like you said. So 
Um, we have two festivals that we just announced coming up, and uh, we have a lot of tour dates in the works. So we can only talk about the two festivals right now because nothing right, else is announced. Right. But... So we have Welcome to Rockville in May coming up. We have a, um, and we're going to have shows routing in and out of that. And then we have um, Incarceration in July, which um, both of them huge festivals we're stoked to be at. We're going to be playing a bunch of our new songs off the EP, My Design. And those are still um, yet to be released, but you know, a Let's Break Out is out already. It's got the music video. Um, and where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I completely forgotten you guys were playing both of those Danny Wimmer's festivals, both Welcome to Rockville and Incarceration. I was actually at Welcome to Rockville last year. And if there's one thing I can uh, say is definitely bring plenty of water to try and keep yourself cool because it can get rather hot down there. But if you guys get a chance to play in the rain, oh my God, will people just go absolutely ape crazy for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we actually played a festival in Florida uh, a little over a year ago and it was really hot. It was like, I think it was definitely triple digits. So, you know, probably over a hundred, right? And uh, we were going on in like the afternoon heat. I think we played it. 4:30 or 5 or 5:30 or something like that. So the sun was glaring, but um you know the the craziest thing is our computer overheated. So you know we have our in-ear tracks um so we hear the click and everything. So we we needed that to work and since then we've invested in a fan, but at the time we didn't have one. So uh we <laughs> ran to our van and got a bunch of freezing cold monsters and <laughs> taped them under the computer and then taped the computer on top of the rig so that it could cool down enough to uh you know, run the click. <laughs> you should probably make something out of that because I mean, I'm pretty sure monster would want to sponsor you guys after that, where it's like when their show looked like it was about to be done, monster came <laughs> in and saved the day. Dun, yeah, dun, but, dun. but the thing is we are definitely a band that's powered by monster, right? Oh, like, for sure. We, yeah. Everybody in this band loves monster. So uh, yeah, let's, let's get that sponsorship. That'd be great. I mean, with a story like that, it would definitely be worth it. Hell, if you guys walk out like to either Welcome Rockville or Incarceration, because, of course, it's going to be outside. You've got uh, – oh, my phone's ringing for some random reason. Let's chuck that over there. So when it comes to playing those warmer festivals, I mean, you guys might just have that ready to go and be like, remember the last time we were out here and our laptop overheated? It's not going to overheat anymore. And then you pull out a whole entire, like, cooler full of Monster. You just have the laptop sitting on top of it. It's like, <laughs> we are prepared for this. Also, Monster, sponsor this shit. Let's go. I mean, we, we have a slightly more uh, reliable system worked out now. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Regardless, we're we're always gonna have a cooler monster with us. That's right. Well, shit. Maybe the next next time I see you guys, instead of just bringing beer, I might just be like, okay, I've got I got like three cans of monster or three like twelve packs of monster for you guys. So yeah, <laughs> let's just you know maybe try and stay awake for three straight days. Let's do this shit. <laughs> so when it comes to these fe two festivals specifically, the you know both Welcome to Rockville and Incarceration, how'd you guys get put on these, especially both of them, because. I know many bands that have tried so hard to get put on these festivals, given their massive prominence in the rock and metal scene today. But for you guys to be put on two separate ones in one year, that's incredible. How'd this all happen? So we just started working with uh, Pavement Entertainment uh, for this most recent release. And uh, prior to signing with them, we had signed with a management company called Harden & Burke. So uh, we've been working with them closely for a variety of months, both of them. And um, they're, I mean, they're fantastic. They believe in the band. They believe in us. Uh, they have the same vision that we do. And, uh, you know, it's it's an honor and a privilege to get to work with mm -hmm. people that, um, you know, have that same mindset. And, uh, you know, at 
you know, one of those things when you have the right team of people, uh, things just start to fall into place, and uh, that's kind of what's happening here. Right. We've been working with a 33 and West, which is our booking agent for years as well. So uh, together we have a good team, and they're all tied into the um, the music scene and what's happening. And so together, um, that's how we got those uh, those festivals. And um, we're going to be routing, as we said, dates into and out of them. So we'll be all over the Midwest, as well as like down to Florida, and um, probably even out to California again, too. See, now I like the sound of that because it's not just, oh, these festival days are here, we're going to do them, and that's it. You're making the most out of that opportunity oh, yeah. by capitalizing every step of the way so that even as you're going down to these festivals, more and more people get to know who Uncured is, get to know your sound, get to see you live, and get to really get a good feel of it. And that makes me personally excited, too, because... Getting a chance to potentially see you guys, uh, especially for that incarceration in and out run, especially working through the Midwest, being able to see you guys again. I'm really excited about that because when I asked you guys for the first time last year, I had no idea who you guys were going into that show because I'd interviewed Madam Mayhem before who was also on that bill and I really wanted to go see her perform live. And it's like, okay, versus me, also from my home state of Wisconsin. Can't wait to see this. Now let's see what these guys from Uncured have to bring. And watching you guys play live, it was just like, Oh yeah, this is definitely something that you everybody's gonna want to see live. Like this show really had everything you really want in a rock show. It was right there. I'll, and I, there's still one piece I will never forget is when the, all the lights go down and your drummer had these like light up drumsticks. Oh yeah. And yeah. it literally had like this really interesting like I've never seen a band do something like that, and especially in the, any kind of really a setting, but a smaller setting too. It just stands out so powerfully when the whole entire all the lights go down. And all you see are these drumsticks just going all over the place. And That's you hear right. these smashing drum solos. It, it was fantastic. Well, thank you. I, I'm really, I appreciate like the specific, um, you know, memory there because we, we take a, a lot of pride in the live set and making sure that there's like specific moments. I call them mini gimmicks, right? So, so like if a drummer always played with light up sticks, that'd be a bit of a gimmick. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you do it in one little section of um, a live set and it's just like a spectacular moment, right? So um one one of the things that actually kind of drove us to that kind of thinking like that that you know avenue of um designing the set was we went to see Meshuga a while ago and Meshuga for the most part just well let me let me rephrase that Meshuga almost entirely just plays the songs they're tight as hell and they have the strobe lights like it's just it's just like this block of intensity the entire time right so that's fantastic that's awesome but um, when we saw them, the lighting guy made a mistake or maybe somebody from the venue made a mistake and they turned on the house lights for an entire song. So like you had like the seven songs at the beginning and then this one song with all the house lights on and then all the seven songs like at the end where it was just all crazy lights. And I remember that one moment because you could see the crowd and it was like this experience. It was like everybody, I felt more connected to the audience and all that kind of stuff. Um, as well as the band. And it was just one of those things that really stood out to me. Like, this is unique. This is not something that really happens that much. So it's a memorable experience. And I think that there's ways to capitalize on that without it, be, without it being a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the light up drumsticks is one thing. Um, you know, we have a variety of other things. And in the new set, we have uh, some new ideas as well. So people are gonna have to come out and see what we're talking about. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, I'm not going to ask you guys what those are because I'd rather be surprised myself and see those live along with kind of tease it to the point where I want other people to see this live as well. And that is kind of a really cool concept in terms of how it all came to be. 
the mini gimmick, it, it stands out to a piece where it's not something that you're hanging on to, but it's something that just stands out in the set where you're not expecting it. But especially as time goes on, it's something that people can latch onto and have a remembering point for the band going forward. Because, I mean, over the course of a year, especially whenever I thought of Uncured, I always thought of those light-up drumsticks. <laughs> but it was something that had such a positive reaction to it that when it came to what, when you guys were, you know, were going back out on the road, trying to find a way to go and see you guys again in order to see that happen and see what else you guys came up with. But then all of a sudden when I got the opportunity to interview you guys, it just clicked in my brain. I'm like, you know, I want to do this because of something like that, because it made me remember the music and how good the music actually is. So it, it kind of kept that whole entire idea of keeping uncured in my brain. And I feel like for a lot of other fans that have seen you live, it's a very similar concept with all these little extra, extra things that you do that create those little moments of the mini gimmick remembrances. Right. And we, um, we take a lot of pride in the live set. It's not just about like playing song after song after song it's also like what's in between the songs that's memorable so that's why we had the light up drumsticks and um it's like also the talking in between the songs is like when you could connect with the band more so we put a lot of time into that we have a band introduction section i'm not sure if we did that on the headline tour i think we did we did on some of the shows not all right so we um it's also we put a lot of thought into what goes between the songs because that's like a lot of the times what the people remember specifically I do have to agree with that as well, because there's a lot of times where, of course, I'm at shows all the time. I remember a lot of different things about certain songs and, you know, going crazy in the pits because that's just what I find fun. But there's always those moments that happen when there's no music being played, when the band is connecting directly with the audience and just how things happen, whether it's just a little speech about whatever it might be, whatever might be on your mind, or just something crazy or, you know, someone's passport being thrown on stage. And <laughs> has that happened? It happened when I went to go see a day to remember back in 2021, right before their last song, someone's passport flung through up on stage. And Jeremy was like, this is, we've had a lot of things thrown up at us on stage. This is by far the weirdest thing ever. Someone's passport is up here. What is, Does what anybody you? know a read the guy's name and the dude was in the middle of the crowd? Just like, that's me. <laughs> what an amazingly bad idea too. That's actually awesome. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Again, it's those little moments where, you know, you look back at certain shows and you remember those certain things. You remember those certain little values. And by you guys working to put those into your live set, because if you just have one in there, that's fine. But it's the likelihood that, you know, you're connected with the audience just on one little piece throughout the whole entire set. It's not going to stand out as much if you have maybe three or four pieces like that where you take that little bit of a break, you address the crowd, you talk to them, you connect them in that way. You have something that's going to bring them more into the show. I mean, now you're giving a lot more people a lot more chance to really remember the band, understand Uncured, and really have that point in time where when that set ends, they're doing a couple of things. They're following you on social media. They're already adding your songs to your playlist. They're buying merch from you guys at the merch table, and they're trying to talk to you guys like, dude, that was sick. Yeah. And, you know, um, also every show is different. So, for example, when we're playing one of those festivals and we're playing at 4 o'clock, it's going to be broad daylight. Those light-up <laughs> sticks aren't going to make a difference. Nobody's going to see it. It's not going to have an impact. So, you know, you can't, you can't rely on one thing, which is why I call the mini gimmicks, because, um, you know, if one fails, it doesn't make a difference. Right. Whereas if you have a main gimmick, like that's your whole thing, if that fails, then you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, because those bands that kind of have that one main gimmick, it's if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you got to retool a bunch of stuff. If it works out, though, like think about Ice Nine Kills example. I mean, everything around horror movies, 
look at how well that's gone. I mean, that's it's it's a few and far between where stuff like that happens. But from what your guys' perspective, being able to adapt to so many different things with those mini gimmicks, you're able to curate it to that live crowd at that moment in that setting. You're not relying on the same old, same old tropes over and over again. I, I will say this about Ice Nine Kills. I I've I saw them on the Trinity of Territory, right? So mm-hmm. it was um, in this order, Motionless and White, Blackfield Brides, Ice Nine Kills. And, you know, I've listened to their records and I wasn't like a huge fan. When I saw them live, that was the best live band I have ever seen. And I, I couldn't believe it. Like every aspect of their performance was amazing. They sounded amazing. Um, the stage show was so well thought out. The lighting, like every single aspect. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe how good that band was. No, I know the feeling too. First time I saw them, I remember going to that show. I was like, this was the first time I ever saw Ice Nine Kills. I'm like, I don't even know who this band is. I've heard one song. And by the end of it, it was, I must listen to everything this band has ever put out. It was that such a heavy connection to it. But again, it's at the same time, you guys are putting together a live set that is going to be best for what you guys are able to do. And with that mini gimmick style, you guys are able to adapt everything you're doing to really put together the best live set you can for whatever... Um, for, for whatever setting you're in. And that's fantastic because you never know exactly what you're going to get into at that moment and you're able to ride with the energy. Try to be as adaptable as possible. Um, like there's there's times where just things are out of your control and, you know, we we have a like a no complaining rule in, within mm-hmm. our organization because um, that that's just something that's, that's not the mentality that we want anybody to have, right? Like um, accept things and do the best that you can and um be it's like stay on that constant that constant quest for improvement and um you know just like that that's just kind of our mentality so we 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 apply that to different things in the organization like the way that we rehearse um which actually we can talk about that a little bit because i think it's it's pretty interesting so we have a three staged rehearsal like we'll have three stages to it so you've probably heard people say that um rehearsal is for learning everybody else's part but practice is for learning your part uh but that kind of applies a little bit more to like an orchestra setting right so not everybody's like jamming out to that like 1700 century bach or whatever so like people might not know the song and all the parts that so they'll study the sheet music learn their part and practice but since you know this is a rock act everybody knows the song so rehearsal is not for um, learning everybody else They get knocked out again. Exactly the same way, or exactly as intended. So, you know, if we have three people playing a string instrument, and I'm doing a hammer on, he's doing a slide, and our bassist is picking both notes, that's not going to sound as tight as if you know we've planned out um, exactly what needs to be happening. So we get super microscopic on that level, and that's kind of phase one. And then uh, phase two would be. Um, the the visual performance so right like headbanging yes we try to we have a lot of choreographed visuals in the set whether it's headbanging together it's like we decide we're going to do the circles here (laughs) then we switch to the halftime we hit the twos and fours just straight up and down here there's always that confusion of like oh are we doing counterclockwise Mm. here (laughs) because if you you know if you have one guy going this way and one guy going this way it looks it looks pretty good we've decided always counterclockwise from now on and um, if we ever go side to side, it's right, left, right, left. Yeah. So um, we have a lot of those things locked down. But whenever you add new songs into the set, you still have to like figure out, all right, what are we going to do here? Because just standing around, there's no point to yeah. that. And, you know, obviously not everything is scripted because it's like an organic and raw performance as well. But um, 
a lot of times you have, you have to think about those specific um, those specific elements, right? Yeah. And then the third stage of her, and I do want to come back to that because I actually have a, a little versus me story that I thought was awesome. Um, and the third stage of that will be we would go to our gym, which, you know, we're friends with the owner. They have a big like warehouse facility part of it, like a huge turf area. And we'll rehearse there and record the set uh, video and audio. And we'll listen back, watch it back and make sure that everything looks and sounds tight. Right. So like usually that that's kind of more a. Um, kind of more brutal for me singing because I'm like, oh man, that's bad. Or like, <laughs> I need to work on this part kind of thing. Um, whereas like, you know, in the practice room, you kind of focus more on the instruments. And then once we get to that last stage, it's primarily um, a vocal focus because, you know, if we run the set four times a day, I'm only going to sing it, you know, one time because you can't, you just can't sing for five hours a day. Right. right. Even, um, even like the best well-trained, opera singers in the world, like Pavarotti, for example, when he was singing four or five hours a day, he got uh, nodules. So like there's, there's just no way to do it, especially in rock. Um, so that, that's kind of stage three. And um, it's sort of like a pseudo performance before we actually hit the stage officially. So it gets everybody's confidence mm -hmm. up and um, just make sure that we go into it really tight. Now, as far as the versus me thing, uh, we played a couple of really small stages on that tour. And they did they must have done the same thing too with their rehearsal because every single night um in the same spots their bassist and guitarist would spin and stomp on the three but the vocalist would um like do a super low headbang as they were spinning so i've seen like four or five or six times where the bassist would spin and at the same time since he was standing so close to the vocalist the vocalist would be ducking underneath it without even looking. It was like it was like some shit out of the Matrix. So it was awesome, and it did it every night. So it was like you know that that was rehearsed and planned, and uh, it was just really exciting. But with that sort of rehearsing, that sort of planning being put into it, I mean, even from you guys, you remember exactly what that was like, and remember the emotion behind, like, holy shit, I can't, I can't believe that actually happened. And it's happening again and again and again on a consistent basis. But for those of us that are only seeing the show maybe one time for that whole entire set or that whole entire tour run, yeah, we're going to be just like blown away by something like that. And for you guys to really go through and make sure that the live setting has such a powerful notion. You're not taking any chances with that. You're making sure that everything sounds good. You're going through the full entire live setting and picking it apart so that you're making sure that everything sounds good. Make sure that everything is visually appealing to you guys on stage, and then just the synchronicity of it all. I do actually remember that from you guys too. I always remember bo both of you, because especially with the longer hair, the longer blonde hair, I won't forget just, I remember seeing it spin always in the same, like exact same direction, nonstop, and it was super consistent. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm making another call to my computer. I'll decline that. Spam call. <laughs> sorry about that. There we go. Hey, it's, it's going to, I mean, we've had the internet cut out on me, call on you guys. You know what? It's just one of those days, as Limp Bizkit would say. <laughs> but, like, again, as I was saying, like, I do remember you guys during the live show, the head banging, the spinning, it just because with the longer hair, it being in such, such perfect unison where it's just, it was mesmerizing just to look at. It was oh. something that it, it catches your attention, and it makes you want to look at, at on stage, but also be present to what's going on. You're not thinking about, Oh, what's going on in my phone? What the person next to me is doing, or is my beer, you know, says my beer sprung a leak yet. You're paying attention to what's going on in the moment. You're just getting lost in that visual aspect of the live setting. So you guys taking the time to really understand every aspect of it, make it as good as possible. I mean, it definitely does stand out and it's going to continue to do wonders for you guys in the long term.
Hey, I, I am so glad to hear you say that because that's exactly how we think about it. Um, and the word you used is is the word that I, I use when I'm talking about this is I want it to be mesmerizing. So uh, I, I feel like uh, it feels awesome to hear you say exactly what we were going for. So so thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, again, imagine it. If you're seeing, you know, ban bands go on stage and everyone's kind of doing that exact same spin in unison, it is something that you're just draws your eye to. Your attention is right there. You do not want to miss out on any aspect of it because you know that that piece had to have been planned at that time, but you also feel like it was organic at the exact same time too. So it was like, this is planned, but not planned. I don't know how to describe it, but it is just too cool not to, you know, not to, not to, you know, that's the best way. It's too cool not to look away from it. It's like, you have to look at this. Yeah, and the way I kind of think about it is, um, well, well, thank you by the way. But yeah. the way I think about it is, um, even though it's planned, it's a lot of times those things we're doing still feels like we're doing it for the first time. Like you still get that excitement and that kind of buzz and that rush from it. So, um, you know, we're we we genuinely do feel that when we're on stage, and I think that um, that's a, a big part of the reason why it would you know resonate with the audience. Yeah, so especially when you guys play Welcome to Rockville, when you play Incar Incarceration, just a lot of people might be going there and might be seeing you guys for the first time, might be hearing about you guys for the first time, might be walking over and just say, hey, you know, this band sounds kind of cool. Let's go check them out. And then they see something like that, you know, one of those little mini gimmicks or you guys doing something in complete unison to really create that mesmerizing aspect. Now these people are drawn into the rest of your set and... They're going to be going back, you know, maybe to their cars at night, going back to their hotels, going back to the campground thinking that uncured band really stuck out to me. I kind of want to listen to more of them now Then they're going to be, you know, drinking in the, in the, in the hotel room or drinking in the, in the campground and they're going to pull up Spotify and they're going to put on some uncured. Hell yeah. Go. That's, that's, that's what we the hope. goal. And you know, on those festivals, we're going to be playing a cover of a one step closer. So even if you don't know, um, as much uncured material, I better hear everybody screaming, shut up. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Shut up, we're not talking Just having a blast. But, and also when it comes to doing covers, of course, Lincoln Park covers are never going to be the easiest thing in the world, just given how unique of a vocal set Chester had. But it's one where everyone in that crowd, especially in a rock and metal festival, if you pick one of like 10 or 12 Lincoln Park songs, everyone's going to know every single word to it. True. We, we actually had a pretty hard time deciding which, which song one to pick to cover. Um, I I mostly wanted to do, not mostly. I it was between Numb and One Step Closer, uh, and we just felt like One Step Closer would be the better song live. Um, you know, we actually we watched like I've watched tons of Linkin Park live videos, um, and like you can just tell the energy for that song is especially high. Mm -hmm. So we were like, all right, that that's it, obvious choice. I also feel like with your guys' stage presence too. One Step Closer will be a much better song compared to Numb, just because when you think of Numb, Numb has such a heavy emotional impact for so many people. And for a lot of people, that, especially in 2017, watching the uh, the show at the Hollywood Bowl, even if you watch it online, just when they play Numb and it's there's no one out there, there's no guest vocalists, no nothing, and it's just the fans singing along to it and just a light shining down on the mic. It's something where that emotion really comes in there. So if you're not accurately potentially hitting that emotion, it might have a different sound to a lot of different people, but if it's one step closer, you have that more anger, you have that more animosity, you have that more energy driven style there. So with your guys' you know, stage setting, especially in a live setting, I feel like that's definitely gonna be the better choice in terms yeah, yeah. of really captivating the audience. And for you guys even as well, sounding as incredible as you guys do. 
Oh, thank you. And uh, the video you're you're talking about, um, I've watched. I, I think it might be crawling, but I have I have watched it a ton of times. Um, yeah, that that's awesome. Because <laughs> yeah. they do like there's a couple where they they would just take their hits and they did them as like uh, just piano and Chester. Um, the one the one I've seen the most is where they did crawling. But um, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Like I've watched that video a ton. It's very if, cool. If I remember correctly, I think they did crawling, but they had Ali Sykes come out and do uh, Chester's vocals for that piece. Oh, oh, in the tribute show. Yeah, in the tribute show. Oh no, I was thinking about um like their they did a tour in 2017, and um for crawling like I think most of the nights they just had just piano and like him in the crowd singing it and it it was awesome, um but yeah I I've also seen the Ali Sykes one um because I'm a big Bring Me the Horizon fan so yeah, yeah that's that's fantastic too <laughs> yeah I do actually now know what you're talking about too because I do I've seen videos from that previous from that last final tour and it you are correct it was just for crawling it's just Chester out there. Pretty much every single video you see, it's him shirtless and just pouring yeah. all his emotion out there with the piano playing in the back. And of course, who's on the piano? Mike Shinoda. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, those are, I, that's probably one of my most watched videos, I think. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I mean, that's a, it's a good, powerful video. And it also reminds us a lot of just the impact that Lincoln Park and Chester Bennington had on so many of us in the rock and metal scene where for me, if it wasn't for Chester actually opening that door to anything with unclean vocals, I probably would just be sticking with hard rock pretty much the whole entire time. But, but, you know, getting into that, being open to the interpretation of that shoot. Now it's like, I know, you know, if you, if there's a metalcore act coming around, you're going to find me in the middle of that crowd. Hell yeah. Which is still really kind of cool. So, of course, you guys have the brand new EP, My Design, coming out in June with Let's Break Out already released. What else can we expect from you guys on this EP? Because I listened to Let's Break Out and there are some definite things where I'm like, I can't believe they actually did that. I can't believe they pulled that off. I love what they did with that little unclean addition in the bridge that really made the power of this song really come out. But what else can we expect from you guys in this EP? Because you guys got me excited with Let's Break Out. I want to know what else is coming. Not specifics. I want to get that like teaser. So I'm like, why is right. this thing out now? <laughs> right. So we, um, well, one thing that we already mentioned, we do have the one step closer recording on there as well. And um, the physical CD does have a bonus track. But as far as the other tracks go, I feel like we did um, like our best job yet of having like catchy choruses, uh, still heavy breakdowns. We have um, one song that's just an absolute banger the entire way. And then we have um, also one song that's a more emotional ballad, which is something we haven't done before. So we definitely have a lot of variety on these uh, on this EP. And we're still trying to focus in on what we really want to do. But for this EP, we um, really there's a lot of variety. Not all the songs sound the same. And it's um. It's like, we do feel like it's um, a complete work in that regard. Yeah, I think that what I'm most excited for is releasing some of the darker tracks because Let's Break Out is definitely a bit of a feel-good kind of song. Um, but that's kind of an outlier, actually, because, um, you know, energetically, the rest of the album is not that uh, lighthearted, go-lucky-happy go sound, you know? <laughs> so I'm excited to put out, um, to put out something that's a little bit uh, more... Um, aggressive and angsty yes Ooh, now you guys got me excited because i mean i'm a little bit more on the aggressive angsty side of the music scene as well for my personal taste so i'm always more curious about what's going to come there but think about let's break out as well when you're talking about you know maybe some like some of those catcher courses that really will hook people in let's break out definitely has that and in my opinion 
the final chorus, especially coming after the bridge where it kind of brings in more of that heaviness side towards the end, that chorus really hits a lot more impactfully just following that, just given the little bit of that contrast in between sounds. I thought, for especially when it comes to a hook, I'm like, damn, this really does work. But thinking about more in that positive setting too, watching the music video for that, what you guys did with all the different choreography that was in the uh, you had with the dancers on stage as well, it did bring more of that positive, uplifting feel to it. So even visually, you were already getting that as well. And speaking about you guys are talking about the live setting with you guys pretty much working use and rehearsing it a lot to make sure that you guys have those certain spots down that are gonna stand out. I mean, you could see it just happen in the music video as well with all the different bits of choreography that were happening from one scene to the next. Yeah, and we worked with, um, you know, the the short blonde dancer, not me, the other short <laughs> blonde dancer, <laughs> um, choreographed uh, everybody's movements for all of that. So, um, you know, I, I went to the dance school a variety of times and worked with her on that choreography. Um, and yeah, man, it, we've, we've been wanting to do that for, or I've been wanting to do that for a while. And we decided this was the right song to do it for. Um, because this is probably, this is, I'm going to say it here now, this is probably the most positive and uplifting song that we will ever do. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this one, we had to, we had to really push ourselves to, um, to make it, you know, to make it have that energy. Uh, and I think that, um, that uh, I, I don't, you know, artistically feel the need to, um, to continue to write in that space. Right. And speaking of that is um, even there's six songs on the uh, on the EP. Um, we have official music videos for three of them. So one is Let's Break Out. Then um, the other one is for is very aggressive, very well, we, brutal. We can, uh, the titles are out. So the one for Fight This War, very aggressive. Um, got the, the that was probably my favorite music video ever too. like there's there's some elements in it that are just um, combine a lot of things that I that I really like so I'm very very excited for that one and then um, there's another music video for a song called another angel dies which is the ballad that we were talking about well shit I mean you guys are getting me more excited for you guys to release more of this EP more of these videos because again after looking at let's break out it, using the dancers again for a song that is probably gonna be the most positive song you guys ever write it stands <laughs> out to really bring that energy and more of that positivity to there but when you're talking about, you know, the darker ones, the more emotional ones as well, always like the music videos, I always love when they actually go really in depth with the storytelling, with the visuals and really connecting it with where the song is going both sonically and with its meaning through the lyrics. So I'm still really curious to see what you guys come up with, especially after how you guys are able to connect the emotion to the visuals with Let's Break Out. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I just can't, I can't wait to... Uh... Put it out there and we're you know we're deciding on a date for the next release yeah. but um probably a few weeks still within within probably the next five or six weeks i think that that uh, that video is going to be out there hoping oh shit so all of a sudden when that video drops i'm just going to be like must watch it now <laughs> i hope so yeah that'd be great that's right I mean, I won't be going like this because then I'll be typing random gibberish. I'll actually make sure, you know, type it normally and then just have the video of me going at like, yeah! like somebody yeah. trying to respond to all the prayer emails. Yeah, there we go. And it, that one, um, I mean, I think we're going to be releasing that one like with Metal Sucks Metal Injection as well. So um, this is definitely more for the uh, for the metal crowd, the fans of our heavy stuff. Yeah. So um, we're really excited to have that one out there. Yeah. 
It's like, God damn, you guys keep getting me more and more excited for this shit. It just, it's like, I can only get so excited, guys. Come on. <laughs> but this is like, this EP, I'm already feeling, I mean, especially after Let's Break Out, seeing the positive side of it, seeing a little bit of a different side of you guys on this track, seeing what else you guys and hearing about what else you guys are going to be working through here. Plus with the, you know, focus on the live saying as well. 2020, I almost said 2020 something, but 2023 could possibly be the best year that you guys have so far. And I have to say so far because I don't want to say it's going to be the best you guys ever have because this ain't the peak. You know, we got to keep going towards that peak. I want to have the best year you guys ever have, like much later down the line where it's, you know, when you guys are going out there and you guys are playing shows and playing at these festivals, it's, you know, when you're going on stage, it's dark outside and there's like thousands upon thousands of people just going, bring it the yes exactly (laughs) that'd be awesome you know as i don't know if you watch it's always sunny in philadelphia but as dennis reynolds said i have not even begun to peak so that's that's, (laughs) (laughs) yeah but we can't wait for that yeah, you, but but unlike Dennis Reynolds, you guys actually have not begun to peak yet. Dennis Reynolds <laughs> was like seventeen. Yeah, he he did. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I mean, well, that's what happens when you're the Golden God, and now I'm untethered in my rage, knows no bounds. What an icon! What an iconic scene! Every time I think of Dennis, I think of that. It's yeah, amazing. <laughs> I just, there's that one, and then uh, any of the ones where him and Mac moved to the suburbs. Anything oh, from there yeah. with Wally, or yeah. just like the. Uh, the smoke detector all of a sudden, it's like, you're not hearing the flash assholes. Flash I've been hearing it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then they're about to win it. And it's like, all right, Frank's going to buy in the house. You guys get to live here for free forever. And then they end up going in, uh, back to their apartment in Philly and sleeping with the old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You guys haven't begun to peak yet, but it's actually true. It's not Dennis Reynolds, you know, mental gymnastics trying to think that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank there you. we go. Thank you. We uh, yeah. we have decided, you know, if we were It's Always Sunny, who who would be each character? And um, I was labeled as Dennis. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to go into this just a tidbit before we head out. Why were you labeled as Dennis? Well, um, I – how do I explain it without um, – I guess – I mean, I you know, there's definitely some undeniable similarity there. I, that's, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay. Well then, Zach, what about you? You know what? I don't even remember this, so what well, was Well, we I... gave Zach Charlie because he's really bad at reading. <laughs> <laughs> but then don't forget, everyone loves Charlie. Charlie is like, yeah, Charlie and Frank are the best characters. There we go. Just just don't, just don't go play Nightcrawlers with each other. Or maybe do, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to tell you guys what to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a little strange, I guess. Be a little strange, especially as you guys are doing it in the tour bus. But you know what? It would make for one hell of a story. <laughs> <laughs> that <is true. laughs> it could be. Well, guys, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I like to do is give my guests, which is both you in this chan- instance, a chance. Say whatever you want to say. Plug or you want to plug. Promote or promote at the end of the podcast. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. All right. Um, please uh, follow Uncured Band on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and stream us on Spotify. That's what helps the uh, the most. Helps a ton. And we want to see you all at our shows coming up soon, singing the words with us. That's right. Welcome to Rockville and Incarceration Festival and a lot more to be announced. Hell yeah. So here's what I want everyone to do with these next three topics. First things first, you're going to want to make sure that you're ready when my design drops in June. You're going to be ready when they drop more of the videos, more of these songs and singles, and go and see them play live at either Welcome to Rockville Incarceration or on any of those shows you're going to be playing in between those runs. So here's what you're going to do. Go to the description of the podcast. Say find Uncured Online. 
links and labels for all their social media accounts where you can follow along with them, where you can watch these YouTubers, where you can find them online in terms of buy their merch, buy those tickets to those shows, and know when those shows are happening, and stream that music are all going to be in the description of the podcast. So I'm doing all the work. All you guys have to do is click the link and go to the one that you want. Hit that like, share, subscribe, play, stream, buy, download, whatever it is button. I got you guys covered. Now it's time for number two, and I'm going to mend this one a little bit. So whenever I guess in the podcast, I enjoy the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you for being in the podcast and as a way to say I wish to continue to support the band in the future. Every band has hit on this, and you guys have absolutely hit on this as well. So my promise to you is the next time I get to see you guys perform live, which will hopefully be this year in between one of those Welcome to Rockville or Incarceration ones, when I get yeah. to get from live for the next time, I will find you guys. I will go out to my car. I will open up the trunk, and I'll have a shit ton of monster and be like, thank you, guys. There we go. Thank yeah. you, bro. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> I may even put like a little like picture of a computer on there that says for laptop use only. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Laptop yeah. use only. <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, as we bring this to inclusion, I cannot say goodbye because, one, I made that promise to you guys, and I do want to see you guys perform live once again. I want to see what other mini gimmicks you come up with. And secondly, I do not want to speak the only time I had you guys in the podcast. I would love to have you back on again in the future. So this cannot be goodbye. This has to be. I'll see you later. We'll see you All later, right, bro. That's right. We'll see you later, bro. Well, folks, that was my interview with Rex and Zach from the band Uncured. And now it is time for Kevin's final thoughts. So after reflecting a little bit on this episode, one thing that really stood out to me was when Rex came up and said, hey, man, you know, when you said something about our live show that I always say, and it's mesmerizing, describing it as mesmerizing. And hearing about, you know, the idea that they have behind their live show with the idea of mini gimmicks, which are not things to, you know, really rely on, but things to just bring a little more flair to the show that they can use day in and day out that you never know when they're going to show up. They might have even more than you guys even know, but the focus that they put on creating that experience and creating that connection to a live show where you are drawn to it, you want to go and watch it, you don't want to be focused anywhere else, whether it's, you know, my beer sprung a leak, I got to go get a new one, my phone buzz, I got to go check out what it is, or the person next to me is talking to me, I'd rather turn my head and, you know, start talking about, hey, how's the weather going? No, what they're doing is, they're putting so much time and effort in the live show. They're trying to captivate you and they want to captivate your attention to really let you be lost in the moment. And I love the amount of effort they put in there between making sure they sound as tight as possible, making sure that their movements are somewhat choreographed in a way to stand out like the spinning heads uh, and the kind of like, you know, twirling the head so you can like bang your head at the same time, twirl the hair, you know, kick the hair going all the way in the, clock, uh, the counterclockwise formation the glowing drumsticks, just everything to make sure that their live set stands out. So by the time you are done seeing them live, you felt like you went through an experience and connected with them. That is something that it really stood out to me because it made a lot of sense talking to them a year after seeing them live for the first time. And the fact that their live show still sticks out in my mind from 2022, it, it speaks volumes about the band. We'll put it that way. And I mean, in the end, I am really, really really happy about this one man i mean i'm really happy to see that that is their mindset they want to make the best music possible but they want to do everything visually that they can to captivate you in a live setting so that you are connecting to their music connecting the emotion and really being involved in every bit of live show so that you know you you're gonna be there for about you know maybe they have a set that's three minutes long maybe that's an hour long they're gonna maximize their time in that set so you remember exactly who they are and i absolutely love the mentality behind it you can impact a lot of people in a live setting 
but you're not going to impact, you know, people that are 3,000 miles away. What can you do in that live setting that's going to make the most of those people and make you guys mesmerizing and, and remember you? Uncured knows what they're doing. They have the mentality, and I'm glad they do. So when it comes to making sure you find Uncured Live and following them and be ready when my design drops, go to the description of the podcast where it says find Uncured Online. Links for all their social medias, links for YouTube, links for Spotify Pot or Apple Music, links where you can get merch and find those tickets where you can see them live, you know, on their way to Welcome to Rockville, on their way back, or on their way to incarceration on their way back. Make sure you go and do that. You're not going to miss out on these guys live. Make sure you also find along the Corporate Guys Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure. You can find all the different short content we do there along with Instagram live streams every single day at 9 p.m. Central. Also, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button if you're on YouTube or hit that follow button if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast all along. I want to thank you if you are. It really means a lot to me as we continue to grow and really continue to try and, you know, get past that low point when we came out the I Struggle video. So, yeah, thank you guys. Um, that's all I can really say about that. Also, thank you, Phoenix Fitness, 20% off and uh, using the code CPP20 at FXS Comics. Show up the podcast. Thank you guys from Uncured once again. Cannot wait to see you guys play live in 2023 and cannot wait to see you guys have in store for us all those little mini gimmicks. So on that note, that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am. Deadly single ones with a big, healthy, and hearty. See you